Good day, I'm Anne Dolinchik and you're listening to Anne on Influence. In this episode, we're in conversation with Beatrix Furry. At the time of recording, she's Operational Specialist at Telcom Business South Africa. She describes herself as a result-focused digital marketing ops specialist with an understanding of digital ecosystems, owned, earned, and paid. She has a proven ability to drive sales through quality lead generation, customer retention, increased brand awareness, improvement on brand engagement, and increased positive sentiment on social media and other online platforms. We chat about using influencers not only to influence audiences, but also to gain insights and refine product offerings. How she uses nano-influence to drive education, her strategy behind deciding which influencers to use on campaigns, and how nano-influence has garnered 3.9 million views on a campaign for her. Enjoy! If you enjoy this podcast, you will also enjoy our fortnightly newsletter that keeps you up to date with influencer news from around the world. Subscribe at the link in the show notes. This podcast series has been made possible through an exclusive sponsorship from SA's number one nano-influencer platform, The Salt. Most brands have a communication line to their existing customers, but not a way to get them to have additional positive brand conversations. The Salt solves the problem by identifying brand fans and getting them to talk more about their positive brand experiences. The Salt have a database of over 140,000 registered brand fans and in-depth information on each to perfectly match your brand to the right influences. Reach out to them now and see what they can do for you. G'day Beatrix, thank you so much for making time for us today. I think before we get into our chat today about influencer marketing, maybe tell us a little bit more about yourself and also what, what do you actually do at Telcom? Okay. Hi, Anne. I'm so glad to spend some time with you. And it's really a coffee chat that we're having. And I'm just glad to share my experience with um, the influencers. So currently at Telcom, I'm a jack of all trades and master of few. So I do a full 360 degrees of digital marketing for Telcom business as a whole. That includes basically from website. I work a little bit on the CMS. So I do the content that goes up on the website. I work on the paid media. I decide which channels we need to use. Um, then I also need to go and look at um, so what has performed and where can we change and then update some content on there. And then I go through to social media. So it's a full 360 view that I have that's actually excellent because then it also fits in with my data analytics that, that I do afterwards when a campaign has run. So from, and basically I was part of the team that started the e-commerce site. So that's very exciting. So I saw this little baby come to life. Then we started the social media um, channels as well for e-commerce and for YEP, for Telcom Business and YEP. So it's really like kind of babies that I started with and now you can see them growing and coming to fulfillment and all of this exciting stuff happening on the channels. So that's my portion of Telcom. So that's like super exciting and you have a lot on your plate, but like you say, you have like a 360 view of everything. So you actually see how everything connects, which yes. is amazing. So what's the difference between like Telcom consumer and Telcom business? So um, when it comes to the consumer side, so I was lucky enough to start on the consumer side. So um, and then when Telcom business came to format, I started with that portion as well. So on consumer, it is more of we focus on um, your consumer, like the people using the freemie packages that like what's going on in your house? What are your kids doing? What are they streaming? And the first thing that always comes to mind when you think of a consumer is, um, mommy, is there data available for our friends? 
And then What's the Wi-Fi move, password? Yes, exactly. So, and then when you move over to telecom business, it is more of a, um, I won't say professional anymore because we're not in that space um, anymore. We, we basically more of a, although it's still business, it's more relaxed, but now you have to think of that whole business environment of even on the go and people staying in the office. And how are you going to get, basically cater for both of them? Where you've got fiber in your office and then you need to also still look after your people traveling in the how train to wherever they need to be or traveling in the cars and still needing that connection over teams. So I think more of when it comes to telecom business, where we will look more after your fiber connectivity and then also the software as a service, your software capabilities, that your cybersecurity and all of that stuff that a business company will need. That's oh, the biggest, okay. so I think that's the biggest difference, yes. Yeah, that makes complete sense to me. So it really is for that 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 career person on the go who just needs to be connected 24-7 versus me sitting at home with my children streaming Netflix. Yes, correct. Yes, ah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> That's very interesting, actually. Um, so I'd really like to ask this question to every single person who's on this podcast. But when, if you cast your mind back, kind of when was the first time you kind of became aware of influencer marketing and what did that look like? So my first interaction was basically when I just started in digital marketing. It was about six years ago. And then we had a social media specialist in, in our consumer team. And she basically introduced us to Questa. He was our first influencer that we signed on. So he actually came to the office and it was very professional. So we actually um, engaged with him in a boardroom. We sat there and we had to take him through the policies and what is we what he must can do and who he can interact with and all of that. So my first interaction was basically it was this professional person and only a certain few of people can interact. You couldn't we couldn't even greet him. You had to just look in at like him like this and then you just had to continue as if nothing was happening in that office. <laughs> So it was really a very um, like a stiff interaction that we had, but um, because only she was also basically allowed to interact with him as a person. That's crazy. So yes. that's I, I can't even imagine <laughs> going into a boardroom with someone and just being like, "Okay, you can't talk with this person." That's yeah. insane. He had his whole entourage around him. When he moves, everybody would just like the president. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> That's actually amazing. So it was very much like um, celebrity endorsement. Yes. That was kind of yes. your first interaction, which is yeah. interesting because that is what every single person almost says, is that they remember that celebrity endorsement, whether they were wearing Nike and then everyone wanted to wear Nike, <laughs> yeah. whether like you, that was your first kind of thought. It's like, we need to do influence marketing. Let's get someone who, who's a celeb. Yes. And yeah. it's just, interesting to see how the times have changed where we still have obviously celebrity endorsements because it still has its place but now we have so many different tiers of influencers from your everyday person to your micro influencers who's niche and um, to that big celebrity so it's such a journey always definitely definitely so Beatrix, let's chat about your last couple of influencer campaigns that you've run. So first of all, why influencer marketing? Why didn't you go for another marketing activity or, or channel? 
Okay, so um, as I said in the beginning, the the biggest portion for us was because our two platforms is it's really babies. So it what we were starting in the in in the in the basically in South Africa, you can almost say, and we had to make the people adopt the new brand. So it's Telcom Business, although it Telcom is a known name, but Telcom Business was still very unknown. So we had to create that brand equity in the mind of a consumer to think to first think Telcom Business instead of maybe Vodacom Business. But then Yep as well. Yep is a marketplace, but that's very new. So although Yellow Pages is, has got the brand equity in the market, we had to grow the name of Yep. We had to get people to think when they think of a marketplace, how to create a storefront, um, think of Yep first and what it can do to your business. So that's why we decided on influencers because they can create that conversation. They can interact with a person and they can start saying, but, and they used it. So my first one was basically a survey. We actually did a survey with um, the SALT as the team and they did a survey to ask the people, okay, please go download the apps, interact with it. What, what would you suggest we change? So it was really placing that YEP marketplace in the mind of the influencer and they could then go out to their followers and explain to them how great this, this app is. And then it basically just grew from there. And that is why I got hooked on them. I'm just hooked on them like coffee. I'm hooked on them. <laughs> Amazing. So you yes. actually use the surveys to also inform kind of market research for you to see what yes. you can tweak and what, how it can get better. So influencers aren't just there to influence. They're actually there to help you refine your product. Yes, definitely, definitely. And we even now, um, while I'm now busy with my New Year strat, it, it, it basically 50% of my brand work is based on what the influencers can do for me. Because if a customer doesn't know a brand, they're not going to interact. But who better to get that brand in the mind of a customer is somebody that you know. Somebody like me, a mother and a worker, will listen to somebody that's also a mother and a worker. So I will basically follow their lead. It's just easier to do it that way. And I think also with all of us these days working from home, the only interaction that you get is basically over Teams and social media. So there you can get all of your information. And if you if you get it from somebody that you trust, then it's actually almost easier. It's a complete no-brainer. And it's to your point, an influencer, we follow people, we trust, we like. If we trust that they're also going to only speak about brands they, they really like and they've already used. And with nano influencers, it's even more so. Like you say, if your friend Definitely. or your colleague say to you, you know, if you want to talk on business, then it's never going to let you down. Uh, you literally, you're going to go investigate that. You're going to take that on board. Definitely. Yes. No, I agree. So when it comes to your influencer marketing strategies, um, do you have like a blanket strategy or do you have like different strategies for every campaign? How does it work on your side? Yes, so it will all depend. So usually my strategies I work out I work out according to the KPI. If I've got so I've got two strats always running. I've got I've, I'm lucky enough to have two brands that I support. I've got Telcom Business and then I've got Yep. So for I know Yep needs to grow in traffic in order for a vendor to go because the more traffic you get, the more willing somebody else will be to build a storefront on there. So my KPI will always include leads and it will include traffic because the more you, your website grows, the more traffic you'll get there and the people will interact and you will get sales from there. So when I, when I look at Yep, my 
50% will go towards traffic, engaging people, telling them about the brand, telling them what the, what the app can do for you. And then on Telcom Business, because Telcom is already doing its own brand work for it, I will use the influencers to basically discuss a product. Say, for instance, fiber. If we have a new special on fiber, it's maybe at a lower price, then we just ask them, okay, we will first go out and ask, do you have fiber connectivity and from which um, ISP? So if they say Telcom, Telcom, then it's easy. Then you just go in and they use it and they can show you how they interact with it. But then when when they say, for instance, or oh, with somebody else, we will ask them, okay, but why? So then we'll just play around and say, okay, but can we not maybe ask you to use free me like another Telcom product that they can use as well? And that way we give more awareness and education around a product that you use from Telcom. So I think it's dependent on your campaign. Some campaigns will be how to describe a new product, especially when it comes to our software as a service product, because nobody out there knows that Telcom even does that. So for now, we use that portion through the influencers to, to basically describe what are we doing with software as a service? What is ZOA for? What does it stand for? And even now that we bring in the FinTech portion as well, nobody also knows that we do financial services. So that's where the work for the influencers then start. That's interesting. I didn't know that last part either. So okay. I need to be educated. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely put that in my strat. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So you've got a pretty good idea, obviously clear in your mind what you want these influencer campaigns to do. You've got your KPIs set up. So now which kind of influencers do you tend to use? Is it a mix? Is it mainly nanos? Is it micros? Is it those celebrities? What works best for you? So usually it will also all, all depend on your budget. So remember, that's the first thing you need to look at. So um, for me, I've seen that the nano influencers really does a great job. So yet is more for your everyday person, your entrepreneur and the people hustling that basically they will have two businesses running. They will have their day job and at night they will start getting that extra money in. So then my nanos really work for them. When it comes to telecom business, where it's a more settled brand, then the micro, we will put in a little mix of them because they've got more influence to say that I've got an established business and this is what telecom business can do for my business. So that is when we use them. And then we add a little bit of a nano into that mix for them just to get the, the conversation going on Twitter to say, okay, but you see, really guys, we interact with telecom business and they're really fast or um, they could supply us with a great deal so it's really a mix of them. I've In telecom business, because our budget is still very small, we haven't had the opportunity to um, work with celebrities. I think the biggest celebrity I worked with was, um, now I'm a, I forgot her name, the Miss South Africa, Joanne Strauss. Joanne Strauss. She worked oh, on my father so campaign. <laughs> yes. So that's how, that's how I decide which influencers to use. Hashtag no filter. That's how this podcast is delivering real down-to-earth stories told by real people. For an influencer campaign that takes brand conversation to everyday real-life situations, go check out thesalt.co.za. They are the undisputed experts in real influencer marketing. Which is a good point um, because you want, obviously, influencers that's going to work for you. And if you can afford like all the tiers because then you hit all those touch points. Exactly. Fantastic. So over yeah. the last couple of campaigns you've done, you've obviously run it with an agency and they obviously measure your KPIs as well, because as a marketer, that's the most important thing. You need to report back 
whether something's worked. You can't just say, I have 20 pieces of beautiful content and they got a thousand likes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have your, have these um, campaigns reached your KPIs? Have they exceeded it? And actually, what did you measure? Okay. So when we go out with that, so I can be quite honest and say that the salt has never let me down. We've always over exceeded all of the targets that we set. So then we would go into our strat session and then we will say, okay, based on the campaign that we are running, um, we want engagement. So usually we will start with engagement. We have three, we've got three tiers that we go into. We have the awareness phase where we just start telling everybody about um, what the campaign is about, what we want to achieve. So then we would basically say, okay, we go out with awareness. Then we start with the educational post positioning of it. And then we start with engagement. So our KPI will always be to get engagement. What is the engagement rate? What is the follower saying? What is, what is our base, the brand equity? How do we build it? And, um, through, I've got some of the presentations open here. The last one we did, um, we basically reached 3.9 million views on our and that was amazing <laughs> sorry that is incredible it's really and it only ran for three months so it means it was basically 1.3 million views a month and it was all just by the just by the usage of the influencers so that's why i say i'm a strong believer in the salt as a team because they just know what type of influencer to get for a campaign. I must say, I've never, and even when we start through that, you've got most that sifting period where you just go through all of the influencers. And I'm, I think there's maybe because of telecom business, there is a type of person that I need to basically go through and make sure that they agree to a brand. And I think I've only selected two based on past views but the others they're really great so the influencers really does the job for us so that's super incredible and really really impressive and also that you trust the self to actually bring you the right profiles like you say you've chosen two on previous that you've kind of known from previous campaigns and then you've had all these others that you just had to trust that they have chosen the right people for you and it turns out they were magnificent Yes, definitely. And I think it's because they basically look, so we've, we've got a clear, um, target market that we look at. And then we've got our segments and they really take that segments and they go and select the people based on that segments. And I must say that works for us extremely well. Well, it sounds like it. I didn't think you would get that traffic to like attack on business campaign. That's yes. amazing. Yes, definitely. <laughs> So I can tell that this campaign, all your campaigns, before you've spoken about Yap, you've spoken about a telecom business campaign. They've both obviously been really successful and you're really excited about it. But what was your key highlights from these campaigns that you can tell us about? So I think for me, so as, as I've said in the, at the start, so my first interaction was that this is the celebrity. You cannot get close to them. And then when I started with my own little campaigns, we had that first session where they basically introduced the influencers to us. So it was, okay, it was during COVID. So we were over teams, but you could actually see their faces and you could see how they're excited to be part of this journey. And that is, it's just, it's not just another thing for them to do. It's actually, they're exciting 
to be part of this, to be part of a journey, to grow a platform. And it's really something that they, they've got. It's like a passion for them as well. And I think that is where my view of an influencer changed to, to start to see, but sure, you can actually use anybody out there. And that is why it's so important, I think, for any one of us to the way that you show yourself to the world as well you can you can be an influencer you the what you take out there it it reflects on everybody so it doesn't matter what i do um the way that an influencer sees me as a client and the way that i see them as an influencer that is very important so it is the trustworthiness and the way that they carry themselves and i'm i'm always excited about everything so <laughs> i like that to work with people as well to carry that kind of energy and and i think that is what i got through the salt as well they they choose um influencers that really takes our brand to a next level of people wanting to engage with it no absolutely and i think you said something really really important there so it's like every single person is an influencer in their own right it just exactly. depends on for for which brands or which services because we all love certain brands we all hate certain brands and I feel like everyone is always excited to tell everyone about who they hate and love, right? So, yes. <laughs> so if you can find, yeah, if you can find your brand fans, like you say, you met in training all these influencers who was going to work on the brand. And it really is those training sessions also connect you to them. So they feel like they're part of your marketing team and it really hypes them up so much that they just go above and beyond because now they're part of your team. They yes. want to do a great job. And they really love your product. So so why not? Yes, definitely. And I think that is what the soul does so well, is they, they don't treat them as a pe person outside of the company. They treat them as the family and they treat them as um, you are carrying something that we all value. And I think that is why I like the salt. I like them. I like them. <laughs> I don't know. Do you like the salt, Beatrix? I'm not sure. Um, I have to think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we've had um, many guests actually uh, sing their praises just purely because they are so efficient. They've got a massive database, so they do find your right people so quickly. And they keep them so tight to them. Like I said, they're like family. They want them to do well, so they hold their hand through the entire process. And um, every single client have really appreciated it. They didn't just get briefed in and then left to their own devices. No, no, definitely. No, they're really great. <laughs> and I think also that is why they call the specialist in that market, because they're really good at what they do. Absolutely. And that leads me perfectly to my next question is, what, what benefits do you think it does have to actually enlist a, a specialist agency? So... I was thinking about that question a lot because I think from a telecom view, and as I said as well, I've got so many roles that I'm fulfilling. I do a 360, so I don't have that. You don't have enough hours in a day. You don't. So I don't have the time to go and sit with like the, the like the salt will do is they will hand pick an influencer. And that's why they're the specialist. I don't have the time. I can, I get the little um, profile. I scroll through it, but they actually, they engage with that person. And that's also when it comes to even my, the, the artifact, that's my social media agency as well. They're specialists at what platforms to use. Um, where will your, where will your traffic be? What will the brand, where will it feature best? And I think that is why it's so important for all of us to remember that when you put the word specialist, 
behind anything or before anything. It really is because it's a specialist position. It's not just somebody that steps into something and they climb their way through. They really know what they're doing and you can trust them with anything that you give them. No, for sure. They, like you said, they've been in the industry for so long that they know exactly what to do. Like with Artifact, social media, I would trust anything they say because they've been doing it for so long and they've Definitely. proven their track record. The same with influencer specialists. They've been working with specialists since it's become a thing. So they know exactly who, what, how, where, so that you don't have to make mistakes and learn. And oh, sometimes it can be a mess and then things yes. don't work out. And then Brands are like, I hate influencers. And you're like, you don't hate influencers. You just don't know how to use them. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> so Bitrix, you've now run quite a few campaigns. And on your consumer side, from the days you started with Questa up to today with your, your fans, is there any learnings that you can maybe share with other marketers that you've picked up over time that they can also look out for and maybe not make the same mistakes? I learned with the salt. So as I said, is um they basically they handled me like a person, not like just another client. And we've got this. I think when you connect with your agencies on a basis instead of just colleagues, but you build on a friendship, then they start to think like you. I actually sometimes I give them a brief and they know exactly what I want in that brief. And I think the learnings that I can take from working with influencers is when. When you just allow them to be themselves, then they will do so much more for your brand than when you try and put them in a box. And I think because I'm like that, don't put me in a box, then I will not do what you want me to do. (laughs) But if you if you just allow my personality to do the work that you ask me to do, and I think that is what the soul does and the influence as as well. We use them specifically for the brand and the, the personalities fit into that brand. So I think when you know your business, then you will know how to interact with your influencers and you will know how to say yes or no to an influencer. But be open with your company, be open with, with your influencer company, be open with your social me- media company and allow them to guide you. Because I can think of telecom business in a way of a corporate company, but the social media team see it as a brand and they see it as how do, they, how does it in, enrich your, your world? How does it enrich your work life? And I think it's, it comes down to trust. It's just everybody needs to trust each other and let each other be what they need to be. I think that's an excellent point, not just in, in influence marketing, but in life. Just let people be. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> but specifically in influence marketing, that's the reason why you pick certain influencers because you want their personalities to shine through. Exactly. You pick them for that. So we also always tell brands, like, please don't script them. That's not going to work. You can't <laughs> ask them to be what they're not. Because at the end of the day, then it's an advert. And yes. we don't want that. Otherwise, go have an advert. But obviously, give them a parameter. I'm sure you guys also have a specific yes. brief messaging yes. you need to land, certain things you can't say, do what must be in pictures, what mustn't be in pictures. But other than that, it's like, go do your thing. You know what works. Just be yourself. Yes, exactly. And that is what I think the soul does really great. Um, And because they make them part of the family and that's how they just interact with them on that personal level. And that's another thing about specialist influence agencies. They already have those relationships with everyone. 
So they get a lot more out of them professionally as well. And usually the, the content that comes out is amazing. Definitely. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> so, Patrick, that brings us to the end of our chat. But I really appreciate you today. You've got such an amazing energy and you're so, you just exude happiness. So that's amazing, <laughs> especially in 2022 where the world needs more of that. <laughs> but thanks, Anne. It was really nice to chat with you and thank you for the time. No, it's a big pleasure. But thank you so much for joining us today, Beatrix, and we'll speak soon. Thanks, Anne. <laughs> this podcast series has been made possible by The Salt, the influencer company that turns influence into affluence. In the same way that information is presented in this podcast in a relatable and authentic way, The Salt gets your customers to tell their real brand stories to their community. Go to thesalt.co.za to learn more about how The Salt can help you grow your business.